following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on this Bean Garter, soon to be a Dorn Mayhew firm Thursday. Uh, We're less than an hour away from Lomas Brown, the former Lion, joining us from Green Bay with Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder. We go inside the Lions every Thursday during the 5 o'clock hour exclusively here on the Huge Show across Michigan. We do have 60 minutes left with Jeff Risden. Uh, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow both on Facebook and Twitter, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, on Twitter, talking about the Packers and the Lions tonight on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board. The Lions are a point-and-a-half favorite. We'll also get to the rest of the NFC North, uh, the NFL storylines, and really San Francisco, Miami. Uh, look like the two best teams in the league right now. Would you say that they're they're looking really good? Yeah, I, I would have put Philadelphia up there, but there there's there's something a little off with the Eagles. How about right Swift? Now. How, how about Swift and Kelsey take care of business on Monday? And you would think they went to a hotel. No, it was DeAndre <laughs> Swift and Jason Kelsey, his brother, taking care of business. You know that was really good. I, I enjoyed. Uh, Lions fans' reaction to DeAndre Swift for the most part. I think most people genuinely were happy for him. I was too. This is a guy, he, he's always had talent. He's. It was nice to see him show it, but I don't trust that he can do it again. And if he would have stayed, as I said last week, I think with you or you know, opening huge opinion, they never would have drafted Gibbs, and Gibbs is more of what they need right now than Swift. They got enough, yeah. they got enough between the tackles with Montgomery. Exactly, they do, and and I, you know they did. They just didn't organizationally trust that DeAndre Swift could be the guy that we saw for Philadelphia. Um, could be that guy consistently. Getting the right scheme, you know what it is. You've seen this with quarterbacks, with linemen, with running backs, tight ends. It's the right scheme. They have a great O line in oh, Philly. They have a fantastic O line. Yeah, and led by their their Kelsey. There is he's the best center so in the league right who's now. Who's the better couple, Kelsey and Swift in Philly? <laughs> or Kelsey and Swift uh, in Kansas City. I don't. Want, I don't want the. Who was Swifties. the better couple last week? I, don't I, want, I go with. I go with Kelsey and Swift in Philly. I don't want the Swifties coming after me, so I'll, I, I won't touch that one. <laughs> she was dressed as a six foot pile of pans, sneaking her out of the suite. And their suites are old school. There, where fans are really close to her. So now the Swifties supposedly are buying up all. The tickets for any game for Kelsey, and they want to sit by where the suite would be, or, or in that area to be able to look up and see their goddess. They're playing the Jets this week. She and she announced she's showing up. Jets tickets will uh, will be at a premium this week. If 
God bless you. If you got you got your tickets there, well, you might, Robert, might want to sell those bad boys. Well, Robert Sala actually tried out Taylor Swift for QB of the Jets. She couldn't be that much worse than Zach Wilson. <laughs> I mean, they brought Trevor Simeon back. That guy. Well, they're ready for a mutiny right now with the team because Salah is still having Zach Wilson's back. This is where Rodgers needs to go address the team. This is where Aaron Rodgers I agree. can earn some money right now uh, to try and not – it looks like there's no way there'll be a playoff team, but try and at least salvage what they can from this season with his leadership. Absolutely, and and that was part of the package for bringing him in was that he could help – as an experienced veteran. Which he did and was doing when you're watching Hard Knocks. He absolutely did. And I think that he made Salah better. And I think that they missed that. That's a void that they haven't really filled. And again, they're they're a very young football team, much like the Lions. They just don't have that. You know, When you, when you think of the Jets, who's their leader? Uh, I, they're young. I, I they're still know. young. Yeah, I mean, the, their defensive front is... Sauce yes, is young. Yes. Wilson's young, right? I mean, Sauce, by the way, uh, I, I actually looked this up, and this this uh, stunned me because I was looking up... Uh, You're talking about Sauce Guard. Yeah, uh, but we, it, it relates to the Lions here because I was looking up the cornerbacks who missed the most tackles because I thought Jerry Jacobs had done it. He did. Sauce Gardner second in missed tackles. Then I looked at their advanced stats, and Sauce has given up... More yards, more yards per catch, and committed as many penalties as Jerry Jacobs on fewer targets. That's crazy to me because I don't think Jerry Jacobs is having a very good year at all. Oh, he's horrible. And Sauce, Sauce last year was arguably the best cornerback in the league, rookie or not. It's it's he's not playing great this year, and that's that's something else. You know, you you, you always wonder. What's the career arc for the young players? Are they going to get better, or are they as good as they're ever going to get when they get in? And I think I don't want to. Again, it's three. It's three games into a lost season for a team that clearly lost their rudder and, and probably isn't all that well coached right now. But he might have been as good as he's going to get already. And that's when you, we were talking about Branch in the last hour. I think Brian Branch still has some room to grow. I don't think there's a lot. I think he's pretty darn good already. But I, th- I don't think that he's hit his ceiling yet. And I think maybe with Sauce, he might have hit that ceiling already. And that's, you know, if you're a Jets fan, you got to be happy that he's there because he, he, was, he was phenomenal last year, Bill. Phenomenal. But where can he go? And did he get happy being that guy already? Or does he have the hunger to keep growing? I know Sauce a little bit. I, I think he has that. But I, I'm just not sure that this is the best situation for him not to grow into that. And the fact that he has... has like he's right there with Jerry Jacobs in terms of like what he's given up in the air. Like I never would have guessed that in a thousand years. You know that tells me that the off season, which by the way in Hard Knocks had showed him doing a lot of things, but not a lot of working out. You know, finishing up his degree at Cincinnati. I get yep. all that, but to me that's twofold. One, NFL opposing coaches can figure out your weakness. That's why it's the top shelf of football Absolutely. in the world. Absolutely. Two, is your workout regimen was was it the best you could be? Did you take you lose a you're you're a DB and you lose a little step, you become average or below average in a hurry. And one of the things that and Aiden Hutchinson actually talked about this to us in the media at at the very beginning of training camp. He did a little media session off to the side after a practice, and he talked about how he watched his own film and he saw things that he knew that he could do better. And he didn't. He didn't just like address them on his own. He like asked his coaches. He asked people outside the organization. Hey, can, 
what what can I do to get my my get off with my left arm a little bit better? And he worked on it, and you can see it. Um, he got a little bit more fit. Um, I don't I don't I don't know that Sauce did that, and that's you know that that's sort of the difference. That's why Aiden Hutchinson right now, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, um, he's won that twice in twenty career games. That's pretty darn impressive because he because he wanted to get better and was driven to get better. And you're seeing a better Aiden Hutchinson. I know he only has the two sacks, but he's he's tearing people up, man. If it wasn't for Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, we would be talking and Micah Parsons. We'd be talking about Aiden Hutchinson. He's he's very close to being in that conversation already. And those guys, that's 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 elite. Did, did you see what they did with Miles Garrett in that Tennessee game? Miles Garrett lines up on one side. The, the Titans have two tight ends designed to move with him wherever he goes. So he goes from the right side to the left side. The tight ends follow him. Goes back to the right side. The tight ends follow him. He starts to go back to the left side. They have to delay a game penalty, just chasing Miles Garrett around. I want to see Aiden Hutchinson get to that level. He's not there yet, but he's, he's, he's on his way. Yeah, T.J. Watt is that's another T.J. Watt's phenomenal. Man. And, one, and one note about uh, Sauce or the offseason or what you were as a rookie – you know, when I'm looking at Branch right now, I've always said this. If a football player can tackle and can get to a quarterback if you're a defensive lineman, can tackle in the open field if you're a DB, uh, you know, TFL, tackle for loss, yep. that, that makes you a great player in my book and wraps somebody up. And the one thing I like about Branch, too, and we saw it in the pick six in the opener against the Chiefs, I think his speed is better than he showed during workouts for whatever reason, timing, you know, you maybe you, you were not feeling right that day. Something was a little tight. That's why I think he dropped. Nobody believed he could play in the secondary consistently outside of maybe a nickelback in the NFL, and he's already proved them wrong. And I think one of the other things with that was that he didn't have a real position. Like he played, he played the star one year. He played the uh, what they, they, it's their elephant role at Alabama. I can't remember what they it's call almost it. like money, money is what they call it. I love. He, it. he played different roles he is every money. year. He is. He oh, is oh money. that's it's it's money branch. I, I, mm, I like that. I got I like boom boom branch, but you know boom 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 boom. I don't know. I like money branch, but he's almost played like a linebacker for Saban, right? He did. That, yeah. that, that's their that's their that's their star role, uh, and he was very good at that. And you've seen a lot of guys that have gone into the NFL and done very well at that. You know, he, as a tackler, I, I go back. One of my favorite lines over the last decade is Quandre Diggs. I loved the guy. Um, I got to know him a little bit in the draft process. Really smart, you know, smart on and off the field charismatic leadership guy but when he came in six round draft pick he came in he could tackle he could play as a slot corner but primarily as a free safety and he could come up and reliably put the the ball player on the ground and like you said that brian branch is fantastic Mm. at that already that's a great baseline to work with if nothing else he's going to upgrade your run defense and the fact that he's as smart as he is and as fast as he is Remember, this is a guy, he was clocked at over 22 miles per hour on the GPS at Alabama. He didn't test that way. Trust trust the tape? Maybe instead of, I say this as somebody who goes down to Indianapolis religiously. And, and I talk about the combine. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, week, I'm at right? the combine. Yeah. I, go to, I go to pro days all around the area, and I'm like, I'm, I'm at rapt attention trying to get all these things. But it, it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not the only piece of the puzzle. And I think you got to understand that and I don't think that I will say I think the Lions do a fantastic job their scouting department Brad Holmes 
uh, and that group do, do a very good job of understanding what's important and what's not important to them. And they do a really good job of avoiding guys who are really good at things that they don't really care about. And that, that, that that's caused some issues. We, I mean, one of the things we heard all week, we could have had Jalen Carter. Like, not that's he, he I I will go back to when the information about Jalen Carter came out at the combine. And I'm 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 standing You're with, talking about the accident yeah, and everything yeah. We, uh, with with the the whole thing where you know he was going to be charged and whatever and he had to leave. And somebody very very with very good reliable knowledge of the Lions said they're going to be relieved that this happened because now they have an out with fans that they don't have to take them and they don't like them already. I look at Campbell, the the sack and the walk-off tackle at halftime, rookie out of Iowa. You look at Laporta, we've already talked about his numbers, really splashing as well as any tight end, rookie tight end in the history of the game. Gibbs uh, stood up when he needed to with Montgomery out last Sunday. We're just seeing flashes of what could be, and I think when J-Mo is there going deep, he's going to be uncoverable. Just like St. Brown, you can't cover him on that slant, but I'm talking about these rookies and the way they've stepped in, immediately looking like seasoned veterans. I'm telling you, man. You know, Kirk Ferentz, for his inability to score uh, in the Big Ten, and they do have Michigan State on uh, Saturday. That Watch that game at your he, he does crank out some quality NFL players because they're physical at Iowa. A lot of low-scoring physical games. Same thing I'll go with Saban and Alabama. Give me all the Iowa and and Michigan. I'll go with Hutch and the and the job. Mich- Michigan's done a fantastic job developing NFL talent. Lately. Yeah, and and I look at the rookies right now. I mean, who else am I missing uh, from that group that I'm talking? I mentioned Gibbs, Campbell, Laporta, and that's pretty good that you get three contributing this much this early as rookies. And they're and the, you know, they're good. They're 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 good, and they were. They're all high floor players. So when you when you bring them in, you know, in the draft process, we talk about guys with high ceilings but low floors. Green Bay drafted a couple of those so far with with uh, Lucas Van Ness and and with uh, with Luke Musgrave. So far, they're looking okay. They look like, like they're they're rising. They're they're raising their floor. Yeah. Good English there. They are raising. Don't worry if you want. If you want a more proof, just listen to a full show here. <laughs> they, you know they're they're doing a good job at that so far. But one of the things, like you knew, Branch could come in and be at a certain level. You knew that Jack Campbell could come in and be at a certain level. And the fact that they have the low, the higher floor, and a high ceiling with their athleticism and their football IQ and their love and passion for the game, which is something that. That the Lions, man, we're we're learning what they look for and what they don't look for in draft prospects pretty well. Passion for the game, like I don't like I don't own a TV. I just watch football. Like that that's that's who they want. That's Jack Campbell. Uh, if if you want to see something fun, watch the post game interview in the locker room with Jack Campbell. Yes, he, I saw he's that. a he's a robot. He's a football robot. They love that. That's who I am. Yeah. That's why, you know, he's talking about the, you know, the yeah. sack and walking off. And then when you look at Campbell, when you hear Laporta and he scores right in front of his family and friends who were there, which is awesome. When we've talked about Branch, another rookie, you look at Gibbs. Think about that impact now as I, I slide it over to Branch, uh, who we hit in our number one, that those are four, they almost feel like cornerstone players. And we, we haven't even got to, 
seeing JMO for a full season. Yeah. And did he learn his lesson through the gambling uh, suspension? Goff's elevation now that he's made people completely forget about Matt Stafford. Dan Campbell saying this team played hungry and he found a way to get him back again after a dog game when we're like, oh, here we go again, another slow start. What he's doing, and this is what I really like and where it gets me excited as a fan, lifelong Lions fan, and then a guy doing a statewide sports talk show that that they aren't consistently being the same old Lions anymore. They're, they're and, trying. And the, and the rookies, Branch, Laporta, Campbell, Gibbs, J-Mo's only in year yeah. two. Come on. Hutchinson's in year two. Hutch, that's <laughs> what I mean. I, I forget. You go down the list and you start talking about the talent, the young talent they have to win multiple Super Bowls. They they got a way to go to get there, but they're they're on the right track. They're not man. there yet, Rizzy. You no, sure? That they are not there yet. Uh but is Goff there for a big contract? I think he's getting close, don't I, you? I think I yeah. And up until about week up until the Jacksonville game of last year, um I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even considered giving him another contract. I think it's bye week they but announced. I, th- it. I think since that time he has been so consistently great at quarterback that you've got you can't disrupt that apple cart. I know I I'm a big Hendon Hooker fan. I love the guy. I think he's going to be a good starting NFL quarterback. You can't you can't throw away what what Jared Goff is doing right now for that. You just can't. No. Be happy with it with, with having a very good backup who's on, on a a very cheap deal for three more years. That's there's there's something to be said for that. Next year they won't have to go out and pay Teddy Bridgewater. That that that's that's a little bit of extra money that they can use to to pay Goff or to re-sign if CJ Gardner Johnson wants to come back. Uh, and it sounds like he does want to. Um, and one quick thing on that: everybody's like, "Why didn't you sign him?" Along? He specifically demanded a one-year deal. He would not entertain long-term offers. He wanted to do what Kirk Cousins is doing: get more guaranteed money every year. Bet on yourself. You know that there's not anybody else that can do what you can do in that market. And take all the signing bonuses you can get. That's C.J. Garner Johnson, and he was never going to sign long term. Like bugs me when people keep bringing that up as a mistake. No, man, that, he he was a one year rental who, if he liked it, would continue to sign one year rentals. That, that's that's who he is. Who he is is Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both of them. That's a segue bro. on Twitter that's and impressive. Facebook and at Jeff R I S D O N talking about the Lions and the Packers. Tonight, Cross Lake, Michigan at Lambeau. If you're in the Grand Rapids area, listening on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station, or you'll be driving through, you can join me for a huge Lions-Packers watch party at the Dirty Shame Bar and Grill on Fulton, just east of Ada, which is just east of Grand Rapids. Great food, great people, your favorite Ice cold beverages. Eight fifteen is the kickoff on Amazon Prime. They have the streaming boxes and everything. A ton of seventy five inch TVs. You can join the huge show at the Dirty Shame Bar and Grill on Fulton, just east of Ada. All right. So Thursday night means uh, the start of another week of NFL action. And I'll tell you what, football's more fun when you're in on the action. So here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app 
Use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Just throw 5 down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings is taking care of all customers uh, every day uh, during September, every game day during September. All customers can take advantage of two new offers uh, on your DraftKings Sportsbook app setup. So check that out if you're already a customer. If you're not, like I said, football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. Like I mentioned, new customers then can bet $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets, that's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and only when you sign up with Code Huge. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Tracy, over to you for weather. Oh, the sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Meyer frozen vegetables, Campbell's condensed soup, and Body Armor sports drink. Pick any 7 for just $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in-store or online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, TV 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. 
So we know a few things about sports and the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long, right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the Hume Show across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehumeshow.net. Remember, you can always listen to the free stream there weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Hume Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. I just got an update in North Korea where the second most popular podcast Second most popular podcast between Golfing with the Big Guy, which I assume is their imperial leader, and the huge show. Thank you, North Korea. Uh, Again, I'm not a big fan, but I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, There in North Korea, Jeff Risden, I'm a big fan of his work. Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Facebook, Twitter, online. Follow them, part of the USA Today Network. At Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Lions Packers tonight at Lambeau on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big board. Lions are a point and a half favorite. Over under is 46. I, I don't know what that's, to think That's there. a tough number. It is. I, 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 I don't trust. I, I think the Lions could put up the 24 necessary to get there, but I'm not sold that Jordan Love and the Packers can. Right. So you're looking at 46 and a half. That means they think that the Lions are going to win 24 to 22 or 23 to well, that'd 21. Be, that'd be under. Yeah, over, that, that, would be, that would be under. So yeah, add, add a point onto that. That's mm. that's right around where I think the Lions... I, I, I think the 28, Lions... 28-20 game maybe? That they I win, think the right? Lions are going to score a, a few times tonight. I, I do. I think that they just... They match up well. And again, with, with Devondre Campbell being out... He is the linchpin for their their second level coverage. Their their safeties are fine. Their their quality players, Jair Alexander's banged up. He's questionable. It sounds like he's going to play, but they you know they're and, and his backup by the way is also questionable. Like they're they're banged up too. And I think that the way that the Lions are humming on offense, and even in the loss against Seattle, they had a couple of empty possessions, but they were. The turnovers killed them there, and I think if they avoid the turnovers tonight, they're going to score 30. 30, yeah, so you're probably leading towards the over. Yeah, I'm a 30, 30, 20, a 30, 20, 20, 21. So you're going um, over. Maybe maybe I on the draft. I I think they could actually stretch it. I I think it could be like 34 17, something like that. 34 17. So there you go with the over. Jeff Risden with the play of the day uh, joining us (laughs) in studio. All right, other injuries uh, from uh, the Lions Wire. Jeff, in your yeah. story today, uh, Taylor Decker, uh, he will play. David Montgomery will play. Yes. Uh, also, off the knee and hamstring injury, the debut of Emmanuel Mosley 
the former Niner in the Lions secondary. He's due to play tonight. We right? were hoping that that was going to be the case. It wind up that he is not going to play. So he's not going to play. Now. He, he's not going to play tonight. He will be in next week. So they're just giving him more time. Yeah, this is one of those deals where if this game was on Sunday, he'd play, but it's not. So it's he, a Thursday. Just remember, he has had one padded practice in a calendar year. So he must. They must have looked and said he's not ready. Yeah, right. Um, and that, that that's fine. Um, it, it would be nice to have him at full speed, but you also don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to put him out there if he's not ready. And one of the things that you notice when you watch the Lions' defense is that they're very big on communication. They do a lot of switching. If you're not in the flow of that communication, that's how coverages get blown. If if you're not seeing things the same way, and so he he does need the practice reps to get into that. I know Jerry Jacobs has struggled this year. He's probably a better option tonight uh, than than what Emmanuel Mosley coming in ice cold and and not practicing and not tackling anybody in a in a calendar year. He he tore his his he tore his ACL in week five last year. That was the first second weekend in October. Uh, Again, he's had two practices since then. One of them was padded, uh, and he got hurt in the second one. So it's like, ease him back. He'll play air, in Carolina. Air on the side of caution. Absolutely. And I'm with you on that. Yeah, um, there was was some talk he was going to play, but they probably watched him this week and said he wasn't ready. The one concern I do have, you know, getting Decker back, and maybe not Decker at 100%, but Decker back and Sewell over, back over to his normal spot at right tackle, uh, but the thigh injury that popped up on the injury list this week uh, with Jonah Jackson, who played well Sunday against the Falcons, how bad is that thigh? That is, he is, from what I understand, he is an official game time decision. I, I expect him to play. He's a tough dude. He he knows he knows how to to take care of himself. But that will impact his ability to run and pull. You know, if you're anybody who's played offensive line, you know if you can't. When you've got that thigh bruise, you just can't plant and explode off of it. You just can't, uh, and that, that's the same. It's the same issue that David Montgomery has gone through, and he missed a week with it. A little bit more critical for a running back than an offensive lineman, but uh, you know, with, with Halapula Vadi Vitae being out, having uh, you know, he, he doesn't need. He actually could be back for Carolina as well in Week Five, but he's not. He's not. He's already been ruled out for tonight. I mean, you're looking at if he can't go, it's it's Colby Sorsdal or Coyote Awosika playing there um, because you already got Graham Glasgow filling in at your right guard spot for for Vitae. That that's an issue. So hopefully he can go and make it through. Uh, but you know, he he held up well, and and I do think that in general we didn't give the the Falcons defensive front enough credit. We talked about that in the first hour a little bit. They're, they're good, man. Like Grady Jarrett, Calais Campbell. They got some guys on that front. I don't think that I don't want to I don't want to diss the Packers because they they do have some players, but I don't think that they have that that impactful of a defensive front where I think you can get by with Jonah being at eighty five, maybe ninety percent, and you'll be okay. Uh, I, I really hope that he plays so because uh, it would be nice to have as much of your offensive line intact as you can have. It's crazy that that Frank Ragnow goes into the season. As the guy with the chronic toe issue that can't practice, he practices once a week. That's that's what he's going to do just to preserve him. And he's the healthiest guy on the line, him and Sewell. That's uh, it, it's not how they drew it up, but they're making it work. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire. You can follow both of those on Twitter, Facebook at Jeff R I S D O N. Joining us, talking Lions and Packers tonight. If you're listening on our flagship station, ninety six one, the game in Grand Rapids, or you could be driving through. Uh, GR, you can join me for my huge 
Watch party, Lions and the Packers tonight, 8-15 at the Dirty Shame Bar and Grill on Fulton and Ada, just east of GR. Uh, great food, people, and beverages. That is tonight at the Dirty Shame Bar and Grill on Fulton in Ada, just east of GR. I'm looking at this game. Packers are already 1-0 in the NFC North. And then they hammered the Bears in the opener. Big game for the Lions tonight. Don't want to see the Packers go out of 2 and all. This is the first divisional game for the Lions. If the Lions can get to 3-1, and one, the schedule looks pretty good until the break. Uh, not that they could pull away, but Minnesota at 0-3 with the pick at the goal line to lose to the Chargers. The Bears Oof. in complete disarray. Oof. Looking like a team that may not win a game uh, this year. Now, your thoughts on the NFC North significance of tonight's matchup with the Packers? You know, you win this game, you're three and one. Green Bay is two and two, but you beat them, and you beat them in their house. That to me says that you've effectively then got a, a game and a half lead because if they come in and return the favor, you're okay. That that washes that out. You're still a game up. I, it, it's very important. You know, we last year. When we went one and six, and we're on the path to one and six, we're not thinking, "Oh, we got we got to win these division games because we're going to be you know crawling back into the playoff race." Well, it turns out that you got, you got to pick those up when you can. Every win matters, and the fact that you could beat the second place team, uh, and look, I don't want to write Minnesota off yet, but the, things are not good in Minneapolis right now. They're they're it's just not working. They they lost, and we talked about this over the summer. They lost seven starters this offseason, and the guys that they're replaced them with, not one of them is better than the guy that he's replacing. And that's it's it's catching up to them. Chicago, mess. Just a mess. Then mm. so as you know, Bill, I have covered both the teams that went. When, 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 when did Justin Fields, I don't mean to jump in, when no. did they, when did they stop running him? They're trying to they're trying to make him into something that he's not really doing. You know, I covered both teams that went winless. I covered the 08 Lions. I covered the twenty was the 2017 Browns. 16, 17, I, whatever. Were they 0-16 and 1 or were they They, they were 0-16. 0-16. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, and that was, that was 2017, uh, Miles Garrett's rookie year. You, there's a certain characteristic that you have where the, with both those teams where you have out-of-touch, disconnected coaching staffs to both the GMs that are employed at that moment uh, and, and won't be employed for long, and then also like what what players they have and how they try to use those players. There's just no rhyme or reason for it. You know, this is something that we talked about back in the day when when Jim Schwartz came in and he had all the the, the last draft before him. They drafted three cornerbacks. One of them was a bump and run physical outside guy. One of them was an off-zone slot guy. And another one was a guy who, who basically didn't have anything other than athletic traits. Like there's, there's no, There was no sense for what they were trying to do with those guys. Like, what do you do with that? One guy, No matter what de- defense you try to play, one or two of these guys are worthless to you. Like, I don't want to say Chicago's got that, but because I do like what they did with the, the draft. But man, they're... Th- you know, Fields gets all the the heat. Their lack of a pass rush is scary bad. I mean, the, last year their leading their their leader in sacks was Jaquan Brisker, their rookie safety from Penn State, second round pick, good player. 
Probably shouldn't be leading your team in sacks. Well, guess what? They got one now in three games. They're they're a mess, man. On both sides of the ball, Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator, is completely overmatched in his job. Um, he's I don't want to say that Justin Fields deserves a pass because he doesn't because he's not improved much on his own, and he has some things that are very serious flaws to his game, but he's not getting any help either. And I don't think that's going to change overnight. I don't think that's going to change during the season. So if you're the Lions, you're worried about the Packers. You take care of business tonight, and everybody's chasing you for the rest of the way. And not only are you 3-1 and one and you've you got a, a, a full game up on, and a road win in the division, but you're right there with San Francisco and Philadelphia and Dallas unexpectedly getting beat by, by by Arizona last week. Who saw that coming? And Seattle. Like, you're right there with the top teams in the NFC, and that's where you want to be. Then you're fighting for a – I don't think they're good enough to get a one or a two seed, but you're fighting for the three or the four seed. And I think that that's, that's a very advantageous place to be going forward. And, uh, you know, that it all starts tonight. And it, the flip side, we we got to bring it up. If they lose tonight, all hope isn't lost. Like like you said, the schedule gets manageable, but it would be a nice statement if they could go in and win and take care of business in a game where you're favored on the road in Green Bay. How often does that happen? Not very often. Um, I'm not sure it's happened in, in a very long time for Detroit. That's... That's the kind of statement that they can make, and I, I believe that they're ready for that. They'll rise to the occasion and do it. If they don't, we'll have a tough week. <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule. Uh, beginning tonight in Green Bay, uh, you have four of the next six, including a bye week mixed in where you're on the road. I think this kind of defines those four road games defines yeah. where this season is going at Green Bay, then Carolina at home, on Sunday, October uh, 6th, then or 8th, and then uh, at Tampa Bay on the 15th of October, at Baltimore on the 22nd, and then Vegas and Detroit for Monday Night Football on October 30th. Oh, and another night game. <laughs> then add the Chargers, right? Then add the Chargers. So, so char- Chargers are the bye week. Chargers are one and two because they beat the Vikings on a play where where the Vikings collapsed. Um, Kirk Cousins threw the ball to TJ Hawkinson. You know better than to throw it to TJ Hawkinson at the goal line because he's going to drop it, and he did. Um, wasn't a great throw either, but TJ got a hand on it. Yeah. Um, well, that stretch with the the road games, yeah, yeah, I mentioned four all, of them. You can win all those games. You can even win in both. Baltimore is they're a weird team this year. I don't know what to make of them yet. Uh, I, I, I don't know if Lamar, you know, I'll go back to what I was saying last year. I didn't think he was worth all that money. I don't know if he ran so much that he's not broken down, but he's not the same talent. And as he gets older, he doesn't have the same speed. I've never been a fan of his touch. I know we've complained about yeah. no receivers for him, but now you give him receivers. And is it more on the quarterback? And, and you and, give him Odell Beckham Jr. and and, and he gets hurt. And then you get surprised that he gets hurt. Well, Come uh, go, on. Go, go figure that. And it, I think Odell's and speaking of dating with Kelsey and Swift, uh, reports have him with Kim Kardashian. Oh, that's not going to end well for him. No, I won't. Oh. Uh, hopefully, he's getting paid a lot of money. I hope so. Odell, nobody loves the spotlight more than Odell. Yeah, well, that's and, and, so. <laughs> that's, I, that's where you go. I look that. at this stretch and I see these uh, next six. And then you come home for the Bears on 
November 19th, and then Green Bay on Thanksgiving. You you really have the season right here if you can find a way to go six and two. Yeah, you can. Right? And you find a way to go six and two. And, and, and you kick that off tonight with right, the win? Right, right, win. My goodness. Yeah, right. And you're six and two, coupled with two and one. You're eight and three after 11. Right, that's a lot better than o ten and one a couple of years ago. You're, you're, isn't it? you're eight, you're eight and three, uh, getting ready to finish out the season after Thanksgiving, which then would have you at New Orleans, at Chicago, Denver at home, which that game looked a lot. They get, they get Chicago and Denver back to back to back. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Then at Minnesota, at the Cowboys, and Minnesota at home. So that back end. Uh, you know, starting with November 19th with the Bears, you get the Bears twice, you get Minnesota twice, you get Denver. I mean, that, that, that's this, a lot of last this place eight teams. Game, this eight-game run here where you find a way to go 6-2, yeah. and two, be 11-3, yeah. and three, and going into at New Orleans, you got the Bears, Denver, you're, you're pushing 13 wins in. I mean, we've all talked about the high side. I know I said 14-3 and three before the season began. But it's not crazy to look at it and say, okay, if you can get to that 11-3 and three number, you know, and now you're getting into that conversation where you mentioned Sam Fran. You talked about Philly. That if Detroit has any chance of winning playoff games, they have to be at Ford Field. That's my opinion, I, at least right now. Yeah. That could change. Right now, right yes. Now, right yes. now, that could change based on how they play out this season. Because yeah. they have some tough road stops. Green, Green Bay tonight. They still have to go to Baltimore. That's not easy. New Orleans. The LA Chargers. New Orleans isn't a bad team. You know, I mean your Tampa <laughs> Tampa isn't easy. No. They're they're uh they're they another they're another, they're another team that you don't know about. I'm this talking year. before the season ends at yeah. Dallas, so there's yeah. it's uh and that's why now you just talked about all these games that are very winnable. If they lose tonight, I want people to think the season isn't over. Like we still okay. We're we're a game behind the Packers. We got plenty of time to go catch them. We got it. We got a chance to go on a nice run here, even if they lose tonight. And I don't think they're going to lose. I, I don't expect them to lose. But all hope is not gone if they lose tonight. And I want people to remember that next week when they're when they're responding to the huge text and and on Twitter and on social media and and comment sections that are you know. Fire Brad, fire Dan again. Like, stop that roller coaster, please. I beg you. I beg you, stop that roller coaster, please. Jeff Risden, good stuff in studio. Last couple of hours flew by, my man. Uh, enjoy the daughter's volleyball game. Yeah. Uh, we will talk. Uh, maybe I'll get your quick thoughts tomorrow on what happens uh, tonight on Friday's edition of the Huge Show, okay? Sounds good. Go, Chicks. And, and during the game tonight, uh, at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N, I'm sure he'll be tweeting out about the game. Lions Wire and the Draft Wire on Twitter and Facebook. And if you're going to be in the Grand Rapids area or you're listening on 96.1 The Game in GR, you can join me for a huge Lions-Packers watch party tonight at the Dirty Shame Bar and Grill on Fulton in Ada, just east of GR. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. If you wait long enough... The pendulum swings in the other direction. All across Michigan, police academies are filling up. In fact, new sections are being added to accommodate the brave men and women making the decision to protect and serve. 
the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police commends and welcomes these selfless, community-minded officers joining our ranks. We know we have more work to do, and with your help, the pendulum will swing in favor for all of Michigan. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse, now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature signs, and Roots' legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at rootschris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Remember, if you miss any podcast, interview, huge opinion, full show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Up next, Lomas Brown, Josh Garvey on the Lions. Big. Bad. Huge. 